I think that's the type of move that I'm trying to describe that, that's going to win this race. Slingshot around the turn, get to the front, and hope to have enough to finish him off. I think that's what he's going to try to do. I think he makes sense. I am not sold that he's fast enough, but I am sold that he's going to get a trip. It's going to be very desirable in the dirt. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie from a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com is good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welchie. I'm Ultimate Thursday, April 20th and this. Splickers off. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? Man, this is going to be a hell of a show. I cannot wait for this show today. Uh, it's been a big day on the channel. We've already had a bunch going on. This is going to be a good one. We're talking Derby. I can't believe we've got this show and one more, and then the Derby pod will be coming up. So it's crazy. Yeah, we got John White on next week. I haven't, I haven't asked him, but it's kind of like a – it's kind of in, in – it, we penciled in every year anyway. So it's usually the, the week before the Derby, so we'll talk to John White um next week talk you know what we're gonna you know what he's thinking for the derby and the oaks and then uh, yeah like that this week of the derby and time to you know they say nut, nut cutting time time to make some choices make some decisions and we'll get to that um but yeah now we have time to and by the way all the comments if, you, if you're new to the cha- you should know we are we are on Goldstream time on blinkers <laughs> off if i say 5 30 we have till about 5.38. That's about where we go. Anytime that gap is usually where you're at. So I appreciate everybody getting here on time. I saw one comment. Yeah, Jay- Jason says that if you're on time, then they're early. And that's that's how I live my life. But, you know, if I'm on time, I'm early. Like, I don't want to be early. I want to be on time, which is 5.38 our time. So there you go. <laughs> Excellent explanation. <laughs> but really, really, really well done there, Halterman. Um, you know, Halterman, he's on, he's the other way. He he gets up, he's early. That's as early as his thing. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not that way. I'm not going to pretend that I am. So uh, this is what it is. But yeah, we are uh, this week. You know, we're trying to get dive in a little bit to the pace of the Derby, and and I think as as we all start to kind of digest this and and get closer and and have an idea. I mean, as of now, no defections yet. Um, you, you got to try to figure out the pace and, and who's going to be the pace and how this thing is going to set up. And, you know, it, it really does feel like a year that the pace is going to dictate some things. Um, it'd be nice if we had a little bit more pace or a horse that you trusted to be on the pace, but we'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe it's some of the horses on the bubble that could sneak in here that could have an impact. Um, you know, are you, as we sit here, Haltzman, are, are you, how, how much are you weighing the pace as far as your pick goes? I think it's going to be a pretty big factor. And I think 
obviously when they draw, it's going to be even more of a factor. This is a situation that if you had that, uh, you know, quote unquote elite speed horse, it's probably going to be lights out for the rest of them. You just don't see a ton of pace lined up for this one. Um, we'll get to it in depth in a minute, but it, it, we're missing, you know, I, like I told you, like a, a, a Pharaoh, a justified, don't even think about as good as they were, just how they won races, right? That style of race would probably win this race and could very well win it. But who is it? We don't have a great candidate for it. So that's kind of the going to be the tricky part of this. It's going to be really kind of interesting to see how it unfolds. We'll get into it in depth. I think it's going to be a pretty fascinating discussion. And that's why I came excited because I think this is an interesting one. Um, we won't waste much time getting into that. A couple of housekeeping things. Uh, one, seen a couple of questions. Uh, we will we actually aren't going to the Derby. It's the first time in several years that we are not going to be at the Derby. Uh, we kind of decided this year to stay put. Uh, you know, we, we, we've uh, amped up the, the, obviously the content on the, on the, on the live stream side, uh, stuff. Last year was live stream was off the charts uh, with magic running it. The poor guy was all, you know, was trying to, you know, keep things running while we were at the Derby, you, me and Salmon. So we decided to stay put. Uh, we will be doing all kinds of live stuff. We are going to be pretty basically live the whole day, but we'll be at home. So we'll be able to interact with you guys, be betting with you guys, um, you know, talking about the bets to me. I think that's going to add more value, not just to us. I don't, you know, it's one of those years. It feels like one of the, one of the years that if you're going to skip the Derby, this is, this feels like one you can skip. Well, you know, John White told me once, uh, we were asked to talk about the Derby. And I said, well, how many times have you been? And he said once, and it kind of took me back a little bit. I was like, really? Like John White's only been to one Derby. He kind of went on. He said, well, you can't see much. You can't get around. You know, you don't, <laughs> it, it's a yeah. mess. And, and so then you, you go and it's like, if I'm not working right now, I'm okay with this. This is fine. But this is my busiest two days of the whole freaking year. And I can't get internet service and I can't get the live streams to work and I can't really see the race and I'm having trouble making bets. When you're working in horse racing, like we are, it, it's better to be home. And that's kind of the weird thing about it. I'm sure there'll be a day we'll go back when maybe our situations have changed. But as of right now, our best thing to be is to be sitting right in the chairs we're in right now on this live stream, bringing it to you. So uh, we do that all year long. Why would we not be on for the Derby, the biggest one of them all, right? I'm kind of looking forward to it. I haven't, it's been a minute since I've been able to like stay home, mm -hmm. you know, watch the Derby, enjoy the Derby. Um, you know, back in the day, Halter and I, like that was, you know, like, like a lot of people, right. We had our annual tradition of we'd get together, whether, you know, whether his house, my house somewhere, and we'd have a big party and have people over and we kind of ran it and just, you know, it was fun, you know, we get to relax. And of course, as the business has evolved, we've started going more, but you're right. It's going to be nice to kind of chill out, um, and, and enjoy this together. And with everybody that, you know, that, that attends these live streams with us um throughout the year so you know maybe we can make some money all together the bible back i'll piggyback to that the bible will be going um during that we, we've decided we've been on fire late with the bible um four weeks in we have a combined uh positive roi of 25 we've just continued after that week one disaster we've to continue to get better and better it feels like every week had a huge week last week now we're kind of you know, rebuilding our, our ammunition here and, and, and waiting for the Derby and Oaks. So right now the Derby and Oaks Bible is available for pre-sale right now at the website at racefoods.com. You can get both of those combined 
um, for one price. And so that is available right now. We're basically just, you know, I don't, you know, to me, it just feels like, and even like how I'm betting personally, like I'm kind of reloading and waiting for the Derby and Oaks, picking my spots. So that's what we do. And make sure you go get your hands on the, uh, the betting Bible. And dude, it's, uh, you got your hands on it now. I sent it over to you. It's going to be a doozy. This one's going to be fun because we're going to have it. We're going to increase our bankroll. Um, we usually start with a 300 uh, bankroll for these days, but we're going to be covering the Oaks full card, Derby full card, increase the bankrolls well, bigger fields, bigger uh, pools. So we're going to be able to increase those bankrolls as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait uh, to, to do that. You know, that's another thing, the way we do the Bibles now where it's just, man, it's just about betting. Forget all the writing and all that shit. Nobody's reading it. It's just about the betting. And that's the fun part, right? I don't have to sit there for, you know, literally two days writing all that stuff out. It's just, I'll write about my bets. So that's going to be awesome as well. I can't wait for that. And and to, to people that are going, I, I don't say take what I just said and think, oh, the Derby sucks. No, the Derby is great. It's awesome. It's tough for people working. But if I wasn't working, I would be right there with you, Nick. So you're going to have a great time. You're going to love it. I don't know if it's your first time or however many times, but it's a great atmosphere. If you're going there as a fan to have fun, it, it, it'll be great. It really is. I mean, it's yeah, it's awesome. It, yep. it's like, you know, the first year we went, it was, I believe that was, there goes the Betty Bible. By the way, look, look who made the cover. Look who made the cover here, guys. This is cover jinx. Well, we're we're I think we've had four covers now. We're two two and two. Okay. Yep. We've we've gotten Forte. Um, and we got who was the other one? We missed on uh with the moonlight was last week. Tabitrice. We, we had Tabitrice and Forte. Yep. We've gotten right. And then the one was Victor Vic, Vic, Vic no, who was the horse in the Louisiana Derby? Uh instant coffee. Instant coffee. Instant coffee. So we're two for two. Two and two, I should say. So we'll see. But look at that. It's a pretty guy there. He's a pretty mm -hmm. horse, no matter what. Looking for the pretty horses. So yeah, that's the guy. Make sure you go get your hands on that at racingdudes.com. Um, yeah, man. Wasn't was year one justified? I think so. Yeah. That was right. Mm -hmm. So I mean, what a what a way to I mean, we got rained on. We had a 20-minute conversation with freaking Aiden O'Brien. Um, you know, ver or uh, 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 justify wins, and of course, mm -hmm. we're out on the track in on the track. You know, probably not supposed to be, but we were anyway. <laughs> Slim's going nuts, of course. The horse wins on goes on to win the triple crown, so it was a hell it's kind of hard to top that. You went the next year, I wasn't able to go the next year, and it was like night and day, uh, for you. So, you really haven't, and then and then the next time you go, Rich Strike wins, so you really haven't had a normal derby experience. Yeah, That's 19, issue. I, 19, I almost got hit with like a bottle because people were, 19 was the disqualification. People were throwing shit after they DQ'd uh, maximum security. And we stand at the, like on the winner's circle. And then you go in, into the tunnel back to the uh, press room. And like I said, a bottle whizzed right by my head. I looked at Magic and Slim and Slim was just like, let's get the hell out of here. I said, That's a great idea. These people are going nuts, you know? And then, um, yeah, you know, listen, the rich strike thing is it's definitely unforgettable that that happened, but it's also like, wow, that was knocked me out of a lot of pick fours and pick fives. So it wasn't pleasant from a gambling situation. Or still hasn't won a race, by the way, and yeah. continues to not run as well. So I, 
I, I, that horse amazes me. Everyone is so excited about that horse running all the time. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand why. <laughs> I just don't. I, he's going to be on the undercard. We'll see. Yeah. That's the plan, but mm-hmm. they've continued to avoid, or I don't know. There's obviously some major issues going on. Um, but uh, either way. Anyways, all right. Let's get to today's show. Big show. We're going to talk. Kentucky Derby pace. We're going to take a closer look at the pace for the 2023 Kentucky Derby and discuss what bubble horses uh, can make an impact if they make the gate. Then we're going to give some rapid-fire selections uh, this, for the stakes action this weekend at Keeneland, Oaklawn Park, and Sansanian Park, including the $1 million Oaklawn Handicap. Let's go! Get the old... Bathhouse Stakes, Bathhouse Row Stakes, I'm sorry, the, the main event of the weekend. Uh, big Preakness Prep, yeah. also known as the worst worst stakes name in racing history, also known as the Boulevard of Broken Dreams for Derby Horses this year. Yep, all true. Um, <laughs> Bathhouse Row Stakes is a strange one, no doubt. And yes, before the comments come in, I know what it is. I've been to Hot Springs a hundred million times. We're fully aware. And I don't dislike Bathhouse Row. It's neat. It's not a name for a stakes. That's all we're saying. Yeah, and one of the comments was like, you guys have never been there. It's really cool. It's like, great. Are we just calling races about things we like? I mean, (laughs) come on. And obviously, we've never been to Hot Springs, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. They're all in line. We're ready for the start. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. Less than three weeks out for the Kentucky Derby, and the race is starting to take shape. Of course, we've got 26 possible contenders. 20 will make the gate, six on the bubble. We're starting to kind of look through these closer, trying to – figure out how the pace is going to set up. We saw last year the pace full meltdown, which obviously helped set the stage for the huge upset with Rich Strike. Um, This year, it definitely doesn't seem like on paper you're going to have that situation. It might be looking a little bit like the Medita Spirit year where you're trying to find the horse that can possibly go gate to wire. But you know, as you go through this, I think you've got to start breaking these down and figuring out, obviously, gate and post positions, that's going to factor into this. But as of now, you've got to kind of figure out which horse is going to do what. And the problem I'm having is there's several in here where you're like, I think this horse will do this. I think this horse can do this. But you really don't know because you haven't been able to really trust these horses a whole awful lot. Uh, this prep season i you know the biggest thing is is there's just a complete lack of speed so i went through the 20 horses that are in the gate as of right now plus the next six that are waiting to get in yeah so these are the these are the only horses that i considered putting as speed horses okay the japanese sensation if you want to call him that derma sotagake he has speed all right I, i don't think that's debatable Kings Barnes did go gate to wire in a prep. You got to say he has speed. It was a very slow pace, but he has it. Verifying. He has speed, but he's kind of shown his best trip is to sit off. Reincarnate. Kind of has speed, kind of a donkey too. So there, those are the four that are in the body of the field. 
right now. To me, whoever draws inside Derma or Kings Barnes, whoever draws the inside post between those two, is probably going to be the leader. And is probably not going to set a very fast pace. Well, you, I think you all like, like I'm saying, I think you have an issue with with Derma, where I think I think his best race is on the lead. And, you know, I think we've seen, kind of showed that maybe that's his best, but he obviously has come off of it. But he he was slow out of the gate in the Saudi uh, Derby, uh-huh. and of course he tracked and he didn't run all. You know, he didn't run terrible, but he didn't run like he did in you know in UAE. And they in the UAE they really got him out of the gate and he got him going early. So if he misses the break, all of a sudden, not only is he not on the lead, but is he? Can you expect him to run as good as he did the last time out? I'm on the fence with that. I also think there's a horse. Um, when I went through it. I, you know, I think horses that possibly you mentioned verifying um, Kings Barnes, reincarnate Derma. There's two other wild cards for me um, that potentially could factor into the speed of this race, and that is Mage. I think he's a complete question mark. Yep. Um, because he's a horse that that I do think possesses. I won't say like elite speed, but I think whenever he, if he breaks well, he will be a presence early in the race. And then the other one that I think is a total wild card has no shot to win the race, but total wild card in terms of pace is wild on ice. I think this horse is not good at all, but you saw he went, he wanted that pace in the Sunland Derby was nuts and he was right there with them early on in the race. So if he were to break well, he could be the definition of cheap speed. In my opinion, I'm, on the fence with that but i do think it's possible that he could have a factor on the early like that first opening quarter um because they might be sitting there thinking we only have one chance to do this and that's just going yeah i i could see that with him i definitely could because he does kind of have that what the hell let's just try it mentality they also could just say just take him back and maybe he'll pass some tired ones too so there's two ways it could go but i'm with you he could factor into it for sure. The mage situation is really interesting. I, I don't think I'm going to sit here and say I confidently believe he will get out of the gate well enough in a 20-horse field to get up right. in front. But if he does, he can. So I, I can't say that you're wrong, but he can. So I think that I think that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And, uh, you know, look, Brent makes a good point here. He said, go back and watch the 2011 Kentucky Derby where Animal Kingdom, with Animal Kingdom, you don't need a fast pace to come from off. I don't think you need a fast pace to come from off either, especially when the horses that are up in front all have question marks. So I don't think Brent's too far off with that comment. No, I think you might be, we might be putting a little bit too much emphasis on, this, on the speed and the pace cut down because I think it's a more of a factor of who wants to go this far. Um, you know, I saw Dennis made a comment about you know, uh, a mage. And I kind of have that feeling too, where it's like, I, I do think he could, even if he were to break really well, I, I, I don't know that he can, I don't trust him late in the race. I just think he might get a little leg weary. Um, he had every chance to win that Florida Derby and couldn't quite get the done. I get it that it was a totally different factor there. Um, but I just think one of those horses, Forte, tap it, trice, um, uh, Angel of Empire, you know, you you know, you can name a practical move, whoever you like. One of those horses could get to him, so that's my concern with him. 
I as I when I made my list, Halterman. So I listed those. Here's here's what I have. So I put like speed stalkers, close, and then like the dead closers. That's mm-hmm. kind of my four categories. The ones that no matter what, we know they're going to come from way out of it. Not to me. I I only really came up with two: Ray's Kane and Sun Thunder. Maybe King Russell if he were to get in, um, but I don't think he's going to get in. But past that. I don't necessarily think there's a lot of dead closers in the race. The, 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 the really interesting ones are the closers, which is Forte. Um, how about this? I had trouble. I, I, I almost think like, is Tappet Trice going to be ahead of Forte early? Like say on the back stretch. I think that's very possible. If he runs like he did at Keeneland and he gets that kind of trip where he can't, where he is able, he will be ahead of Forte. I, I have no doubt. Because they have him as a stalker, tap it trice, and and Forte as a closer, which is like the opposite of what ninety nine percent of people are, I feel like are thinking. I'm with you. Like I have just as big a worries about Forte getting a trip as I do tap it trice. And I think they both are going to have some trouble for sure. But I think you hit the nail on the head. There's very little speed horse horses in the race, and there's very little absolute. We're just going to drop all the way out of it. There's a cluster of about fourteen. Yeah. They want to sit right in the middle, you know, know. and and then maybe you say, okay, practical move. He might want to sit a little bit closer than Forte, but they're kind of still in that same cluster. Right. So I think the winner of this race is going to be the horse of that cluster of 14 that can position himself a little bit better than all the rest of them. Right. In that cluster and get that first kind of move or run. I think that's who's going to win the race. Yeah. I don't I don't trust the speed horses enough. Wouldn't be shocked if one goes gate to wire and gets brave because I do think, you know, this pace is going to be a little bit weak. And if Kings Barnes is the real deal or, or Derma, eh, maybe, maybe they can do it. But I just feel like they're going to still falter a little bit. And that first group who's ever positioned themselves best out of, say, five through 16, Whoever gets the best trip out of that group is probably going to win this thing. And I'll even go, I'll even piggyback from that and say, not, not only get the best position, but the ones that will truly want to go this far. Cause I do think there's a few in here that was in that group that we mentioned that I really like practical move is one of those that I just have concerns about. Will he be able to make that same? Will he be able to go a mile and a quarter the way he's been winning those races? I have questions with that. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the in my group there, you've got practical move, you got tap it trice, you got two fills, Lord Miles, Rocket Can, Hit Show, Confidence Game, uh, Continue R. Then if you want to put Forte, Angel of Empire, Blazing Sevens, Disarm, all in there, uh, I, which I think you can, because I really do think it could be another thing, Halterman, where it's like, is it is it less about which ones are the stalkers and closers, and which one is it that kind of got a shitty trip or didn't break well, and maybe all of a sudden. They're further back than they really wanted to be, but you know that that's where they're at. This is why I think Nick's comment is it couldn't be any better. It's spot on. The Derby draw is always vital. It seems way more this magnified this year because of what we're talking about. Because the draw will uh, unfold, and some yeah. horses will have a tougher time overcoming what we're talking about, right? And that's why I keep saying. Hey, I like Tapatrice right now. He's my number one ranked horse. If he draws the three hole, the four hole, the one, the six, out. I'm not playing him on top. Forget it. Because he's going to have a lot to navigate. And But if he draws a little bit outside, and 
you know, like Silver Charm says, hey, more than likely Tapa Trice will be wide because of his grinding style. I don't really care if he's wide. I, I don't want him getting stopped. If yeah. he's wide and he never has to hit the brakes, other than maybe to get that position, right? But I'm talking about on the turn in the stretch. If if he's wide and he never has to hit the brakes, I'll take it. That's fine, right? You, and you know that going in with him, that's what he's going to have to do. He's not going to weave in and out of horses. So I think that's the trip that would be desired for him. When I look, when I kind of look at this initially, the horses that I'm most interested in based off of how I think this is going to set up, and this is obviously initially, is Tappet Trice, two fills, because I just don't know quite yet what he is. Uh, maybe Hit Show, Forte, and definitely Angel of Empire. That's it. Those are the ones I'm most interested in right here. I think Angel of Empire and Forte and Tappet Trice are extremely interesting. Angel of Empire, to me, keeps growing. Um, if he, I think he's very similar to Tappet Trice in a way of if he can just kind of not get stopped um, and is in a decent position, he's shown that you know he's got a lot of run late. And if that if the race kind of sets up well, and then I'm also like, have I been too hard on Forte? Am I going? Am I maybe should I circle back to Forte? You know, maybe is it one of those like now I'm going to play against him, and now it's like, well, maybe it does set up perfectly for him and. He's the one that just is the best of the rest. Kind of at the same same uh, juncture as you. He he hasn't improved one bit, but it might not matter. That's where I'm at with it. You know, I just feel like he was the best coming into this year. He hasn't really upped his game, but he still he was the best coming into the season. And nobody's really stepped up and matured to a, a level yet, maybe to beat him. And that could be possible. And where he draws and the projected trip that he gets, it, it, it so let's say let's just pretend Angel of Empire and Tapa Trice are better than him right now, right? But if he gets a better trip than them, they're not going to be able to overcome it and beat him. I'm afraid, you know. Yeah. So that's, again, that's that's where it comes in. But yeah, I'm not totally throwing Forte out. You know, I've watched Angel of Empire's races back a hundred times, and he he just keeps growing on me. I think he is a candidate to be kind of in that front end of that mid pack and i really kind of liked how he had a nice little slingshot move on the turn in the arkansas derby and you know i i, I think that's the type of move that i'm trying to describe that that's going to win this race slingshot around the turn get to the front and hope to have enough to finish him off i think that's what he's going to try to do i think he makes sense i am not sold that he's fast enough but i am sold that he's going to get a trip it's going to be very desirable in the Derby. Yeah. And you can also wonder, I mean, two fields is kind of the, is the, is the one where you're like, well, maybe, you know, but my, like angel of empire hasn't beaten a whole lot. You know, those races are fairly weak. I mean, the Arkansas Derby was visually very impressive. The risen star was impressive, but he was also, you know, 13 to one. Um, you know, this is a horse that's defied expectations from the Brad Cox barn. Uh, that kind of gives you not, I wouldn't say worry, but it's not like, I mean, this horse just continues to get better. You love the fact that uh, Pratt is uh, staying aboard this horse instead of going to Kings barn. So that's a good sign. How about two fills? I mean, to me, he's one of those horses that I don't think I'm going to play on top at least, but at the same time, like it could, could we, 
is it was that a, I just can't quite grasp. I wish that race was on dirt because I just can't quite grasp what he is. The race running style, I think, will fit him perfectly in the derby. You just wish you would have saw a little bit more from him in his dirt races. They you know, they weren't bad, right? But they weren't, he's going to win the derby good. And so that's the worry. But yeah, he has the running style. He's going to probably sit a pretty good trip. He's kind of my, I'm going to play him underneath type horse at a decent price. Look at this. See? While, while, well, while uh, on ice, but still close enough. Uh, <laughs> snatch his souls on, there you go. He might snatch some souls on the front end uh, early on, but I don't know if he's going to snatch any late. Um, might get swallowed up when they hit the turn. But okay, so I'm, Tabit tries to me is just, if the, if he can get the trip, he breaks from the gate. He's on there on the backside. He's in like the front half of the race, you know, top 10, somewhere in there. I just not quite sure if assuming, you know, and I, like you said, I'm with you. Like it's all just get him outside, you know, get him outside of horses and just let him start that motor and just see how far he'll take you. I, I just have a hard time thinking he's going to like a horse can outrun him late if he kind of, gets that going early on i feel like you're right i will be very disappointed if he gets that trip that we're kind of talking about it doesn't at least give you the thrill of a lifetime you know maybe he gets beat i mean but all you could ask for him if he turns for home with that chance and he makes the move and he's up there with a shot at it you know and i yeah. think i get anybody that says i don't think he's gonna be there i get it there's evidence to suggest he's not right but there's also evidence that suggests he's got a shot and he did go pretty wide in the bluegrass, both turns. And he was able to run down verifying and whatever you think of verifying, he ran a pretty good race that day. You take, you know, tap a trice out of the race, verifying would have won the bluegrass by multiple links. So they ran pretty good. Uh, and I think that says something. And I really love that he was able to make a middle move in that bluegrass because i can vision he's gonna have to do that in this race i don't think he is a agile enough horse to get in like fifth right at that first turn i think he's gonna have to gradually move up, up the back stretch get in position and then they're just gonna have to hope he's a horse that's got a lot in the tank you know because again he's probably going to be wide they got to know that coming in and it's just, man, you can he be that horse that, that just has that motor that keeps going? It, it's a great question. I don't know. I, and again, if 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 we say we had like an Arabian Knight who was great in the Southwest and then he went on and was great again in another prep and now he's here, no chance. I think Arabian Knight would dominate a field like this, right? But we don't have that. And that's my whole point. We don't have that elite speed horse in this race we might have it but the two that really have that hey they could be elite speed horses have major question marks around them as well do you think there's do you think that practical move could be like one of the first like tier horses in this race like as far as the pace goes like to me he has shown quite a bit of speed in those first two early on especially with horses out there that are pretty quick now i did get some nice trips but 
do you think it's possible that we could be sitting, you know, he could be like in say like third or fourth, you know, when they're on the backstretch? I have him in that list of he could do something a little bit different from what we're seeing because I do think he has that kind of ability. So yes, is the answer. Um, it, it's going to depend on how it shapes up. If he's, you know, for whatever reason, if they really speed it up, no. But if they're loping along there, yeah, I think he'll be in a good spot. Listen, I would have loved for practical move to turn the corner in the Santa Anita Derby and gallop out and win by two or three links that day. He'd be my pick. But what I saw from him in the Santa Anita Derby, I just don't think a mile and a quarter is where he's going to thrive. And I, I could see him turning for home with the lead and being kind of scary, but he's going to have to kick on a lot stronger than he did in the Sandy to Derby to hold off these horses. That's, that's my thoughts on him. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, the horse, they damn near probably should have lost to isn't even in the race, man, Nero. Um, and, and by the way, practical move got a dream trip that day yet again. So I'm with you. I, I, I kind of hope he is positioned quick, you know, toward, like forwardly placed just to help soften up a little bit of that. Anyone that's in the, up there in the front. Cause I don't, I just don't trust him enough to hold on late is my, is my, is my, I'm not a whole lot worried. I mean, if he went, it's like practical move as far as a win spot. If he wins, then I'm okay with just being like, you know what? I, I, I've not, I was never going to play him to win. I just can't. I'm okay. I agree. With that. I, agree. I, I, I can't play him to win. You know, if you beat me for third or fourth, you might get a little bit mad. Um, I think he is a really good horse. I just don't know that this race is right for him. But listen, one thing about it, well, I shouldn't say it's right for him. He's he's made it. They should go. Don't get me wrong about that. But I don't know if the distance is going to be perfect for him. One thing you said, he, he's getting great trips for sure, but he's also shown he will go inside of horses, get in traffic, doesn't really bother him. That's a very good thing, right? Yeah, you'll need and that's, that. Again, it's like, ugh, I wish you would have finished your race a little bit better last time out. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. To me, it's kind of, kind of like, you know, we kept wondering, with you know, it's like, well, practical joke, you know, being a practical joke, like, he shouldn't go this far, he can't go this far, and you kind of wonder, was this, the mile and eight finally a, an indication of, okay, that was it, maybe. Maybe that was just the, just, that was the, the, the cap of how far he'll want to go. That mile and a quarter up against 19 other horses with other, you know, I just think he's going to be up against it um late in that race i do think he's gonna run well i think him yeah. and forte um are the ones that you i feel like you can trust the most in terms of we'll be there right there you know that will give you kind of a good trip will give you a, a run past that it's like he has to get the job done but those two are the ones that you feel like to me or at least for me that it feels like they're gonna give you like they're gonna turn for home and you're gonna think if you have practical move, you have forte, you're gonna be like, here we go. You're not gonna feel like you don't have it with if you if they miss a break or whatever. Like, I think they're gonna break well. I think they're gonna be in a good position. I think you're right. I think if you pick practical move, you're gonna think you're gonna win this thing, turn for home. And you, he might, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he just didn't quite have it that day. Maybe he sat a little too close to the pace and didn't have that punch. You know, there's all kinds of things. I mean, maybe I am being a little too hard on him. I, again, I think underneath i'll still probably use him because he's got a lot of class but i just i'm just worried about the mile and the quarter really worried so imagine angel of empire and tappet trice are both getting going they're side by side nearly getting going as in the far turn 
Who can outrun the other? Is it Tapatrice? Do you trust that more? I think if the trips are equal, I trust Tapatrice a little bit more than Angel of Empire. Um, I, that being said, you know, Brad Cox doing a fantastic job at Keeneland. You know, Churchill, Keeneland, that's his home. Um, you know, Flavian Pratt jumps on at Angel of Empire very quickly. I mean, he didn't jump on him, but he chose him over Kingsbarn. So uh, wouldn't be shocked if it goes either way. I think there's a little more horse there with Tapatrice. Again, that's not a knock on Angel of Empire at all. I just that's just one guy's opinion. Wouldn't be shocked if it went either way. But all things being equal, if Tapatrice gets the trip, I I do think he'll win. If Tapatrice has to run down, you know, if, if somehow, like that's the thing. Like I say, if he's to run down Forte, but it might be a very real possibility that Forte's behind him. Um, you could also see a scenario where. On the back stretch, Tapatrice is ahead of Forte. Forte passes him in the turn, and here comes Tapatrice still. Like he might be that l- lumbering horse that's coming late. But so, like, can he, you know, he got past Verifying, he got past, um, you know, classic car wash. Like, but it's like, can he can run down a horse that's like really solid on the front end that, you know, towards the end of this race? That's That's the question. We just don't know. Well, I wish we knew the answer. I, I, I don't think he's going to let anybody from behind him pass him. But if somebody gets a jump on him, he may be in trouble. If that makes sense, right? So, say he's an eighth when he makes his move, or fifth, or whatever. I don't think anybody six through twenty will 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 pass him. Mm-hmm. But let's say Forte gets through, or Angel of Empire gets through better than him, or has a little bit better trip than him, and they're ahead of him. Those are be the ones that he's going to have trouble running down, in my opinion. I think it's it's one of those three: Angel Vampire Forte, or or Tapatrice, or it's somebody that's just got on the lead and just decided, "Hey, I'm for real, and I'm taking him gate to wire." You know, I think that's your two likeliest scenarios. I do keep going back to the idea that I've had for a while, where it's like Forte wins the Derby. Tapa tries, we go leave the race saying, wow, he ran huge, but man, he got in so much trouble and blah, blah, blah. Like you all excuses. He's going to be your Belmont guy. And of course he will be your Belmont guy. Cause he's got, I mean, he's bred for the Belmont. I keep going back to that. Like Tapa tries, ran really well, yeah. but you know, you know, and then you can list off a couple of things. Um, all right. So there's, there's six bubble horses, Jace's road, cycle mischief, major dude. Uh, Mandarin Hero, Skinner, King Russell. I saw an interview today with uh, with Pletcher about Major Dude. Like they really, they're they're going to run him in the Derby if he gets in. That's mm. the plan. Now I don't think he's going to get in, but if he were to get in, they have. I think it's like the what is it? The American Oak or not the American Oaks? The American Dirt, whatever it is. Um, yeah, the, the the turf race. Yeah, the turf race. That's that's yeah. the backup. But he literally said that's the backup plan. If you know, so. I think he'll be in. Um, so what? Uh, so my point is, out of those six, what horse is there? Any horse you're interested in, and even if you're not interested in that horse, is there a horse that, if they make the gate, can could throw a wrinkle into some of the pace set up or some of the the plans that maybe we ha- didn't have previously? Well, I think Cyclone Mischief and Jace's Road are two horses that can factor into the pace if they they get into the race. And uh, Jace's Road and Cyclone Mischief both have got a decent shot. They're sitting there right up close. So I, I certainly think 
Those are two horses that can play a part in the pace. I'm not really sure if they play a part in the outcome of the race, though. Uh, and then, like I said, Skinner, Major Dude, Mandarin Hero, King Russell. Um, you know, Skinner, Mandarin Hero, maybe they can hit the board. I, I don't know that they're going to be quite good enough to get all the way up there and win. Maybe they can hit the board in this situation. But um, – I I think I like like Skinner, Mandarin Hero better than some of the horses that are in the field currently, but I still don't know that they're going to make an impact to the point of they're actually going to take it home, you know? Um, But yeah, Cyclone and Jace could definitely get up there and make this a little bit faster. And, but here's the deal. Here's the deal on Jace's road. He didn't do shit to Kings Barnes in the Louisiana Derby. And so that's my problem. I think he has the ability but why didn't he go after him in that race? Especially when Cox had another horse that was closing. But anyway, I, to me though, if he gets in the race, he has one shot. Send him. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's a, that's the. I'm with you. Like I, I think Jason. I don't think Jason's road, at least what we've seen, is is fast enough to make a huge impact here. I you kind of visually think he would be. But you look at the numbers, like where was he in Louisiana Derby? Where, you know, even in the gun runner when he went gate to wire, I mean, it wasn't like they went crazy. He went 24 and 48. I mean, yeah. it was very, a very tepid pace um, that he was on. I think the horse that's the most interesting from a pace standpoint is Cyclone Mischief if he were to get in. I, I don't love him, but I do think he has a factor of, of making this thing go a little faster because he's shown that he can be right on the lead. He can kind of like sit off of it a little bit in the Florida Derby, but he was he can be right there. Um, and if you're if you're Romans, you're probably thinking, you know, we need to be forwardly placed in this thing if we're going to have a chance with him. So I think Cyclone Mischief, if he were if he were to get in, aids to the fact of or maybe puts a little bit of uh, ne- uh, negatives with any of these other possible speed horses and a positive to any of these horses that you're looking to come off of it. Yep. No, I agree. And you, you know, Cyclone will get forwardly placed if he gets out of the gate. You know, that's what Romans is going to want to do with him. I, you know, he he could be like a real sneaky horse if he gets in. He He's really ran a lot better after that disaster. Right. It, so he might be able to sneak in there and get like fifth or sixth, something like that. Uh, we'll see. That's, he's going to be interesting if he gets in there. I wanted to ask you, because you brought up the Belmont. Are, are we done with Derby pretty much? Overall? I mean, I think at this point, I think we can, yeah. Okay. Because uh, uh, our buddy uh, Douglas sent an email to me a long, it's been a while ago, saying, wouldn't it be a cool bet if I could bet all three of the Triple Crown winners? Like, if I got odds on, here's the Derby winner, here's the Preakness yeah. winner, here's the Belmont winner, right? What odds will you give me on that, basically, right? Mm-hmm. He asked in like February, and I was like, "It's it's too early." But now I think you could do it. If you had to pick the Derby, Preakness, and Belmont winner right now, who would it be? Who would they be? I should say. Well, okay, so if you remember, I think it's been like two months ago or so. We did. I, I told you I had like a crystal ball. Yeah, and I said I, I knew who was going to win it, and I told you Forte, and I told you Tap It Trice. Those mm-hmm. were the, in each leg. I'm going to stick with that. Obviously, I don't think Cave Rock's going to win <laughs> the Preakness. I think that's what I said. Yeah. Crystal Ball is not always right. Um, first Mission. So give me Forte, First Mission, Tabitrice. Trice. The Derby is the hardest 
one. Yeah, I agree. I think Tapa Trice is pristine <laughs> for the Belmont. <laughs> the Belmont will have a slower pace. He'll get a better spot than, than he's ever had. He's a grinding, lumbering horse that's not going to stop. But if he wins the Derby, that's that's the issue. That's right? the problem. <laughs> that's the issue because you and I talked about this on the way home from the Bluegrass. Yeah. If he wins the Derby, I mean they're going to the they're going to Preakness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean you have to, uh, at least you don't have to. Rich Strike, but you most of the time you do. Yep. Fletcher one is terrible in the Preakness, and two, it, it ruins your chances. Like, are they gonna if he loses the Preakness? Obviously, he wins the Preakness, they're going to the Belmont. But if he loses the Preakness. Which is not his race, by the way. If you the out of the three legs, that's the most negative race for Tappet Trice. It if he loses, are they really going to re- reel him back in three weeks for the Belmont, and that's his best race? I mean, maybe, but doubtful. Well, and what's what conditions he going to be in if that's his third race? Even if they would do it, you know. Yeah. What would your What would yours be? Ah. Uh, Oh, Tappet tries for the Belmont. It 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 seems like it's just the perfect situation. So I would put him in the Belmont. I would. I'm with you. Pending the Derby results, I think first mission, a fresh first mission, is going to be tough in the Preakness. But if the Derby winner goes out and smokes this field, you know whoever it is, who knows. But my problem is if I'm going Tappet tries here, and then I'm going first mission in the Preakness. The likelihood of Tappa Trice winning the the Derby, losing the Preakness, and then going to the Belmont isn't very isn't very big. So I, I'm all messed up because I don't want to say Forte. So I'll go Tappa Trice first mission. Tappa Trice. <laughs> uh, nowhere, man. I don't know what you're really talking about. We didn't say he skipped the Preakness. I don't. We didn't even talk about Donegal, but yeah, Mo Donegal did skip the Preakness, and I do think since you brought it up so elegantly. Um, I do think that Tabit Trice is a lot like Modonigal in a sense. It could be a lot like Modonigal in a sense where it's like, because you watched the Modonigal's trip, ran really well in the Derby, just, you know, had way too far out of it, had traffic, you know, it was way wide, blah, blah, blah. But then he came back, ran awesome in the Belmont. I think you could see that you could argue the exact same situation for Tabit Trice, but. Well, what, what are we, what is he even talking about? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think he's thinking when I said maybe that he's not very good in the Preakness, Pletcher. Maybe he's saying, "Well, he skipped the Preakness." I don't know. I don't know either. I but don't know. What go look at go look at history and see how many times Todd Pletcher has won the Preakness. Nowhere, man. We are saying Tappet Trice is not going to run in the Preakness if he if he doesn't win the Kentucky Derby. But if he wins the Kentucky Derby, he's going to the Preakness. That's what we're saying. Right. Rodonola didn't win the Kentucky Derby, so I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, he was another one. He was perfect for the Belmont, and like I said, Tappet Trice a lot like him. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. What if if in any scenario of whether Tapatrice is going for the tri- <laughs> going for the triple crown? I can't laugh, I can't, I can't laugh with that. Um, or if he's won the Derby and he loses the Preakness, but he still runs in the Belmont, he, he's gonna be tired. What horse are you kind of looking at that I mean it's way too far out to even ask? We're still trying to figure out the freaking derby winner. But what horse would you be interested in? Do you think might be Belmont, if it's not Tappa Trice, is it first mission? Do they if they they win the Preakness with him and maybe they go Belmont? Yeah, where I'm at, like with the new quote unquote new shooters, it's like I think he's he's loaded for the Preakness. 
maybe he doesn't win, but I think he's going to show up with a good race at least. Uh, and like I said, I don't know who I'll pick when the day actually comes, but he'll be in the mix. Um, yeah, Preakness, it, it's hard to say, or uh, Dur- uh, Belmont, it's really hard to say. Uh, you know, horses that can get towards the front and keep on running are usually dangerous there. So, like, Derma could be a little bit dangerous if he went to the Belmont, right? Um, Mandarin Hero could be a little bit dangerous if he went to the Belmont. So I would say Mandarin Hero is, like, one to nine to run in the Preakness and Belmont because yeah. they're definitely running the Preakness, and I think they're going to run in every leg they can while they're over here. Yeah. But – you know, a lot can happen between right now and when they run that race in New York in, in, in June, you know, we always kind of have an idea and then it's like, Oh God, that one got hurt. And this one, this one. And it's like, Oh, what, what is this field we've got? You know? Um, so hard to say right now on, on the Belmont, uh, Preakness is taking shape though. We've got a prep coming up. We'll talk about it, dude, by the way, real quick, final question. And I, cause I, cause I do feel like we're not the only, you know, we told everybody first mission last week, we were obviously huge in first mission First mission in the Bible. Obviously, he he ran huge. Um, if for like, just imagine like the Derby was like, let's say that rate Lexington was the bluegrass. Let's just say that. And so now, first mission's in the gate, right? He is in the Derby field. How how impressive was that performance? And were would you be would it be enough to want you to bet him in the Kentucky Derby? Well, he. He would sit the trip that we're kind of talking about that it's going to take, right? Or that we think that it's going to be ideal. So he would be he would be a thought for sure. His problem is would would be he's very light on experience, but he's getting better, you know. And the thing about it is, it, it, it's sad with him because, like, say he would have like ran in a maiden, broke his maiden then had a small prep and then that was the bluegrass and you had another race in there, right? Just one more. You'd feel a lot better about it. He's still a bit lightly raced, but listen, he fits in very well with these horses. He should get better the longer they go. Um, he would be a consideration. Yeah. I think it'd be, it'd be really interesting. I do think if there's any horse that you're, that is the most appealing right now, that's not in the Derby it's got to be him, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. there's, there's just no doubt about it. I thought he was, uh, he was really good. I think Arabian Lion ran. If we want to talk about that race here quickly, I think Arabian Lion was better than most expected. I don't necessarily believe that he quit. I think this horse just ran huge to run him down. Um, Arabian Lion's an interesting one. You and I kind of talked about this off air today privately. It's like imagine Arabian Lion were to sneak, were would have gotten into. Now, obviously, you know he wouldn't have been trained by Baffert, but it's like imagine if he's trained by Bob Baffert and he gets in the Kentucky Derby gate with this kind of race, he would be very interesting in the Kentucky Derby. I would love to know what exactly happened with this horse. Why would he look so good for two starts, so horrifically bad for two starts, and then run good again? You know, um, yeah, good good point there on him. Um, we'll see. You know, I. I you know, like Nick says, I'll take Baffert in the Preakness. You're looking at him like that's the only Baffert that really would make sense for the Preakness. They're all they all got hurt or they they flamed out a little bit. I don't know, maybe a National Treasure, but I just I don't know what he is. He could go to the Preakness, I guess. But 
you know, this is you're looking at a preakness horse maybe for Baffert here. At this point, it kind of looked like Arabian Lion's going to win for fun. Mm-hmm. Because you look, you can see, you know, Louis Sides is all on first mission and he's just cruising, and they're just cruising on Arabian Lion. Then he ducks the rail, which is a really smart move from Saez. And then Irad's like, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to come down yeah. and, and almost kill you. But this horse here, first mission on the rail, really only making his third start, just fought. That was really impressive. I mean, he just runs away with it. I mean, yeah, really. Yeah. It, I love the right fact after, that he, he got him and he went on. It, yeah. And right after the race, I thought, well, God, Arabian Lion just blew that race. He had it. He stopped again. But you watch that race and you watch his other ones where he legitimately did stop. It, they look nowhere the same. Like he, he kept trying. He tried to re-engage with him. He couldn't, you know. So to me, that kind of enhanced the first mission effort the more you watch it back. Because I think Arabian Lion, I'm not going to sit here and say he was just fantastic, but he ran okay. I mean, he ran a pretty good race, you know. And with this crop, it, that's that was a pretty good effort, you know, compared to the rest of them. It, he's, he fits. There's a, there's a, everyone wants, every, we all want to see Cave Rock, but it's just, just not going to happen no this horse just continues to miss works and continues to i mean there's obviously major issues with the horse and i think at this point baffert's thinking we might as well just wait with him so his last workout uh was on april 2nd yeah no it's it's not he's not running in the preakness and he's not running the belmont i don't know where he is gonna run but it's not gonna be those two races unfortunately so this is an interesting from Truth Exposed. This is a very oops. This is a very interesting three leg. You know, we didn't really go through this. Tappet Trice wins the Derby. Forte, they run him back, and he runs the pre, wins the Preakness. And Kings Barnes of all horses is your Belmont horse. And well, and Todd Pletcher wins the Triple Crown there with three different horses. I don't think that's going to happen, but I I do think Kings Barnes is an interesting Belmont horse. You I think about it. Can get on the lead, has seeming like he can run all day. Kind can of also slow down the pace on the front mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree. It, I, He's an truth, interesting one. I, I think that's a good point for the Belmont. The only reason I don't like it is I don't think Forte will run in the Preakness if he gets beat. But, yeah, that's where I was at too. Like if yeah. he gets beat in Derby, I'd be surprised if they ran, especially to Tappet Trice, right? If Tappet Trice wins the Derby, are they really going to run the stable mate against him? You know what I mean? Like I just think that'd be unlikely. Mm-hmm. I don't but know. I do. I do like your first and third legs. I think those are very um, sneaky plays. Uh, maybe first mission is his first mission. If you do four uh, tap a trice, um, first mission, and then Kings Barnes is the Pletcher horse of the Belmont. I don't know. That's not bad. All right, that's a that's a wrap for the uh, pace analysis for the for the kind of the Derby talk. Again, next week we'll be back talking Derby with uh, John White. Uh, cannot wait. That's our annual thing to kind of see where his head's at. And then uh, the week after is Derby week. We'll be talking everything Derby. We'll be giving picks. We'll be t- talking about more in-depth and more detailed thoughts and opinions as we get closer to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, rapid fire next. <laughs> Time for rapid fire presented by OG Handicappers. What's up, guys? JerryWaltzRacingDudes.com. Have you ever cashed a huge bet and thought, man, I wish I had a t-shirt to commemorate this victory. Now you do. That's right. Maybe you cashed in on a mutter. 
His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Look at that. A mutter. You got that. This is the apparel you've been waiting for. It's finally here. OG Handicappers. That's OGHandicappers.com. This is the face of horse racing apparel. It's not only horse racing. They've got golf. They've got lifestyle, casinos, cigars, bedding. You name it. It features all your favorite. Look at that. So you cashed it on the front runner. Of course, it went gate to wire. You know what? I need a t-shirt for this. Boom. You've got it. OG Handicappers. OG Handicappers has a vibe for everyone, and they even now have ladies' apparel. I'm thinking about getting some ladies' apparel for the, you know, for the Tinder girls. Let's bring them over. Here's a shirt for you. All right. OGHandicappers.com. Look at this. Get the uh, exact. Maybe you yeah, cash it on a huge exacto. You know what? I need one. Or maybe you're the best, the favorite of the family. Grade one bread. That's it. That's what you need. Follow them on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Go to their store at OGHandicappers.com. Get yours today. Use promo code DUDES, D-U-D-E-S, at checkout for a 10% discount. That's OGHandicappers.com. Go get it. Definitely going to get me some shirts for the Tinder girls I invite over for the derby party. That Love it. I'm going to have. Like, Here's a shirt for you. Pick a winner. Get a shirt. All right. Uh, rapid fire. Let's go to Keeneland to kick things off Saturday. Race eight, the Elkhorn Stakes grade two or 350K for four-year-olds and up one, one and one half miles on the turf. Field of 10 uh, lines up here. Alterman five to two on Red Knight. Uh, seven to two on Value Engineering. Nine to two <laughs> Maker, it's like he's still going man i mean he's well he's he's running anyways nine years old channel maker you're nine to two i wouldn't bet him at nine to two with your money uh <laughs> it's in this race where are you going here well i went with the number seven house street on top at 10 uh -oh. to one on the morning line and that is not going to be close that'll probably be four or five to one by the time they go off but when this works on top you know lost on debut came back two straight wins in a row last time out that looked like a stakes type of effort in that allowance race there at Gulfstream Park. Pretty good race to kind of get the stakes uh, career kicked off for House Street here. I don't think this is too tough of a uh, uh, field. A little bit worried about uh, highest honors, value engineering, but I'm going to take a little bit of a shot with House Street. Okay, well, we have an issue because you're on, you're on House Street. Mm -hmm. I know Samich is on House Street. I think Magic likes House Street. I am on House Street. So those are the whole team, 10 to 1. Uh, can we lock that in now by chance? Terrible mm -hmm. morning line. Anyways, uh, yeah, you pretty much said it there. I thought this horse was really good. The last two starts, the last start was really impressive. Um, going long, final three eights, obviously going a little longer. Problem is, like, I like Red Knight, but I just don't think he's fast enough um, here. And uh, Hal Street showed me that he might be just... It's another question. It's like, who actually wants to go this far? Yeah. I don't think there's a lot in here. So, and, and Channel Maker, I mean, give me a break. I mean, what what are they doing with this horse? Like, what's Bill Mott doing with this horse? I, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, did Michael, Michael, like you said, I'm going to throw him on his pick five for nostalgia. I mean, I mean, sure. Maybe. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of speed. 
he's he, gonna get out there. He always has his name called because he's always out in the front towards yeah. the front. So yeah. uh value engineering, any any issues or any concerns or uh, if you're picking the seven, do you have any concerns with value engineering at value engineering? Because I do think he's dangerous here as well. Yeah, no, I do. I, I think he's tough. Uh, like I said, I, I, I think he's one of them I'm worried about. I don't think this is a race where I'm going to go short in. Um, so I think he'll be on tickets. And, you know, I, I this these long races at Keeneland are weird sometimes, you know, so you do kind of have to have to throw on a weird one here or there as well. So, yeah, value engineering is certainly one to look at. Nick says, tis the bomb going long maybe actually work. I mean, they're at the point now, I think, Nick, where it's like, Vermin Peak might get right eventually and just they keep trying different things with them and maybe one of them will work. But uh at this point, it still amazes you that this horse used to be well, was he good ever? I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Uh but yeah, you and I are both on number seven, uh House Street. All right, let's go to race number nine, the uh Ben Ali stakes, grade three with 300k for four year olds and up one and one and three sixteenth miles, field of seven. Uh, lines up here your seven to five morning line favorite number four skippy long stocking thoughts on skippy he seems like a quite the standout in my opinion i agree i'm gonna put skippy long stocking on top here i think he's the horse to beat look i don't know why he didn't kick on in the pegasus world cup i don't know why so many horses ran like shit that day in that race but his other two races since, uh, well, I'll say this year, December 31st was his first race of the, the year, sort of. And I get that it was in 2023, but the first race of the new cycle was a great r- race. He won. He looked really good. Well enough to think he could win the Pegasus World Cup next time out, where he sucked. However, <laughs> he came back and looked dominant in the Challenger. To me, this is a race that has his name all over it. I think grade two, grade three races, yeah. it's him. I like Skippy a lot. Give me Skippy Longstock. Yeah, this is like a combination of I feel like it's the perfect race for him, and I don't love this race at all with their other ones. I don't – I mean, Pioneer Medina, I'm done with him after I picked him last time. Uh, I, I, You know, Trademark, probably not. Rattle and Roll, Nick P, 3-1, to one, pass. I mean, the only, the only horse I think is interesting here is a 7, Tawny Port at that price um but really not that interesting i to me it's just a matter of i think skippy Longstocking is fits this race and uh and is just better than everyone else um in this race so i'm with you number four skippy Longstocking. keep him here keep him at this level keep him around this area of, of horses and i think he'll be very good have a very good second half of the year don't be trying the the big grade ones and stuff because i just don't think um He's good enough to get that done. All right, let's go to Oaklawn Park for the mate. Well, I guess it's not. You know, we got the bathhouse row. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as, as one would be if you name a, a race that, that. But we're going to race 10, the Oaklawn Handicap. It's a grade two million dollar race, four year olds and up, one, one and one eighth miles. Field of seven lines up here. And you've got, uh, you know, last summer has been awesome. He's, he's just riling off wins for the coach at two to one. And then here comes. The big gray charge it for Todd Fletcher, eight to five. Saez jumps aboard, uh, eight to five on charge it. Do you, after that, I'll say it, dismal effort last out. Do you trust him here? I do. Uh, you know, right after the race, they said this is where we're going next, and and Fletcher didn't seem too concerned with how how he ran. He just he was very matter of fact about it. He said. You know, he got beat by a horse. It's just winning a lot of races right now at this distance. And 
Still got second. I'm with you, though. I didn't think it was great, but I'll give you one more shot here. I, I really think, Charge, it's going to be tough. Uh, I love that Saez is here um, with him. I, I think he will give him a perfect ride. If there's not a lot of speed, he'll go out and take it. If there is, he can sit just off of it. And with Classic Causeway in the race, that may be what he has to do. But he's drawn outside of all of them, and I trust that Saez is going to make a good decision. I think he's going to win. So give me charge it here. Um, we'll see if he can bounce back. He is becoming the horse, though. If he loses this one, it's like we officially overrated him, and we mm -hmm. need to move on from him. Yeah, I mean, he could be the perfect ho a quintessential horse of like, man, got a lot of talent, but just clearly in that case. Um, and charge it. I Listen, I will be playing charge it defensively across the board. I, I'm no way... Um, you're going to leave him off anything on any tries, any exactas. I'll be using him. Um, but given the price, and I did, I did see some stuff like Pledger's like, yeah, you know, we worked out some stuff since that last race. I think, I do think he'll be better here. Um, obviously, getting Saez back aboard tells you, right, that they think he's going to run well. So I do think he's going to be super dangerous. Classic Causeway could be a little bit of an issue for him. That horse likes to go. Both those horses will be forwarded placed. I think the value of the race, in my opinion, is the three stiletto boy. Just likes to get, like, he always likes to run his race. Um, Sormo comes with him to ride. You know, he's one of those out west that just runs in all those races and runs really well pretty much every time. Interesting about this horse is he actually used to run at Oakland uh, for Doug Anderson a <laughs> long time ago. And so he actually knows the track. He's won at the track. He's ran well at the track. He's run at this distance. So to me, if it's not, if it's not charged, if he doesn't show up, if he does, if he kind of falters, I like Stiletto Boy more than Proxy, which I think is, you know, obviously half the price there on the morning line. So give me Stiletto Boy, but obviously charge it. Do you think any of these horses are, I mean, I think it's Charger, right? It's got to be the only one that's possible as being like, I mean, this this older division is awful. Like we don't, we, like when I ranked the, the all the thoroughbreds this week, like half of them were, were, were the females. Like I'm you just, you know, I you don't, you're running out of horses to rank when it comes to the older ones. You don't know who to rank. I mean, is the question, do you think any of these horses, if they win, that they're like the top older horse? Well, I mean, just like just in the ballpark, like, cause you still have defunded, which we'll talk about him in a second. He didn't come out, which is a little surprising to me. I thought he might run out here uh, for Baffert. You got defunded, you know, rich strike, obviously, but I'm not even going to include that. Um, who am I missing? Endorsed, I guess. Nobody. Elite Power. But he's a yeah. sprinter. Uh, Cody's Wish. Yeah. Uh, um, I do think, what's his name? That uh, the Brad Cox horse, uh, West Will Power is interesting. Yeah, West Will Power and Art Collector. Yeah. Um, yeah, but still, it's not Taba, Nick. Okay. I don't know where Taba is. He's. Why is it not Last Samurai if he wins? That's a good point. It could be. It would be. How would it not be? He just I rattled off three be. in a row at Oakland. Yeah. And he beat Charge It. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there's nobody there. So if Last Samurai is your number one horse, it's 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 bad. But there's nobody left. Like this, we are we need the three year olds to be good this year because this older bunch is not. And the flip side of that, if a horse like Charge It does decide he's going to be the beast that everybody thinks he is he could run away with it right but a race like this is a good first step you got to go win a race like this if you're going to be that kind of horse 
what's funny is last summer I won this race last year. He's the horse that won, beat Fearless last year in this race. That was with Dal Stewart. And then then went to D Wayne, and this horse was awful. awful. I mean, seventh in Stephen Foster, couldn't win at Ellis. Was awful in the Charleston Classic. Couldn't win the Payette. Wasn't good in the Clark. The Tinsel, he started to be good. The Pegasus, he was mediocre. And then he just lit it up these last couple. So, I don't know. I mean, you would have to put him there, but would you trust him after the race? I think not. So, uh, that's where we're at. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I do think Charger is dangerous. If he doesn't fire, if he doesn't run his race, I like number three, Stiletto Boy. Um, I do think if, if you really like Charger, that's an interesting uh, exacta. Um, or even if you want to flip it around, still let a boy overcharge it. So I do think Charger will run well. I don't trust Classic Causeway to stay on um, in proxy. I mean, I guess maybe put, if you want to throw out Last Samurai, but I don't I don't know. You've got to throw out one of them if you're going to play a try or something. you got to throw out Last Samurai or, or Charge It. Um, yep. you got to take your pick there. But 372, Brent says... Uh, which is who's that last? Yeah, well, that I mean, yeah, I think if you can get the price at eight to one, that can juice up that try, uh, for sure. But I, I'm, I'm doubtful we get that. All right, let's go to the uh, the main event of the day at Oakland Race 11, the Bathhouse Rose Stakes, $200,000 for three year olds, going a mile and eight. It's the worst name ever. Uh, field of nine. Lines up here of horses that couldn't or weren't good enough to make the Kentucky Derby or the preps, but here they are. Red Route 1, your 2-1 to one morning line favorite. Speaking of horses not good enough, 3-1 to one on victory formation. Your six-horse Tappet Shoes at 7-2. to two. Uh, two, Eagles, two Eagles River at 4-1. to one. Interlock Empire at 8-1. to one. Okay, it really comes down to victory formation, in my opinion. if Do you think he can get... To where he was at one point because he was really good, but that last race was awful. He has two options in this race. <laughs> he can win or he can be dead to me. <laughs> to him. The choice is up to him. It's up to him. I can't do anything about it. That choice is his. <laughs> what are, what chances are what what's the higher odds? I mean I think he's gonna go off the favorite, by the way. Probably dead to me is what he's going to be, but we'll see. Look, I picked him, okay? Saez jumps on him. He rode the nine last time out. He jumps on victory formation here. So start number one is who's the better of the two Brad Cox horses, okay? Seems like it's victory formation. Check. All right. I would rather bet my cat than red route one, so I'm not doing that. <laughs> now I'm never doing it again. He was, hey, he died to me Arkansas Derby Day, so yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. I don't acknowledge him anymore after that. He's he's a joke. I, Knowing I, full well he'll probably win, but even if he wins, he's still dead to me. So there's that. So where do I go? Okay. I don't really want to play Interlock Empire with McPeak, but I think maybe he's got a shot. I, I don't really think Two Eagles River really wants to go this far. He might win, but I, I don't think he really wants to go this far. So I'm on victory formation. Listen, win or you're dead to me. That's that's his <laughs> fun game that he's going to be playing. Let's all watch just to just to see where Halterman lands with this one. No, but all kidding aside, you look at the numbers and you throw out the Risen Star because you have to. Um, gosh, he's so good. He's like okay. So first with first with Lasix, so he gets Lasix uh, here for the first time. He's 
Brad Cox hits at almost 40% with first Lasix. And that's like on 99 starts. So, I mean, that's a legit number. He gets Saez 46% when those two team up. Super, super good. Um, I I just think the fact that uh, this horse gets the Lasix, gets the pace set up. Brad Cox mentioned a little bit that they, they thought about running him um, in the Lexington last week. They were worried about the pace set up. That tells me they want to have this horse go straight to the lead. It didn't happen in the victory or with uh, in the in the Lexington. It worked out well for them, obviously, with first mission. I think he's going straight to the lead here. I don't really question it. I think he's going to be tough to run down. Do you think this is a this is a uh, quote unquote? I guess when you're in, it's a, it's a birth for the Preakness. If victory formation is not dead to you, you you celebrate after this race you got 20 points in the fantasy league and victory formation is back on your good side is he a preakness contender no <laughs> no Definitive no no well okay there you go you, you heard it there's there's a death i'm with you though unfortunately i on victory formation if i had to go price hunting the one interlock empire is in mcpeak range slightly um Throughout the Arkansas Derby, I think this horse could pick up the pieces late if this horse is any good. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on victory formation, sadly. Dude, why don't you like that horse? Because he ran ninth in the Risen Star. As <laughs> the favorite. Why wouldn't it? The favorite, uh, yeah. All right, let's go to Santa Anita for these last two. Race five. The Kona Gold Stakes, grade three, 100K for four-year-olds and up. Going six and a half furlongs, field of six. Uh, lines up here six to five on Brickyard Ride, five to two on uh, Anarchus. The one horse Sunrise Journey is at four to one. Uh, Armanac is six to one, six to one on positivity and trumped all the way at the outside at 15 to one. All right, Brickyard Ride, is that your pick? No, I'm gonna go Anarchus on top. Give me Anarchus in this race. Listen, I think this horse, you know, this Brickyard Ride horse sometimes is just gets out there and it's just too good to catch. Sometimes he'll kind of falter late. I think Anarchus kind of sits a decent trip here. I, I like that Ramon Vasquez is aboard here for Doug O'Neill. Give me Anarchus in a mild. I mean, this isn't really, no, I'm not even going to say it. That's not really an upset, but I think he's going to run well here. Give me Anarchus. Okay. Well, I'm going with the chalk here. Number, uh, number four, Brickyard Ride. I just think the pace set up is too good for him. Yeah, he did falter going seven furlongs uh, last time he was on dirt, but at six and a half, I think is a little bit more his game. Um, six and six and a half, I think he's going to be really tough at this distance. So I I, I don't think, uh, I, the problem with me was I just don't love a lot in here. I guess the two could soften him up a little bit for one of these horses to come get him late. Um, I I guess you could go with the one. Um, I, I could see that a little bit. But uh, for me, I think Brickyard Ride is just a little bit better than the rest of these here. So I'm on the four, Brickyard Ride. All right, last up, let's go to what race is that? Race number nine. nine. The California Stakes grade two is 200K for four-year-olds and up, one mile and eight. Field of six shows up here with our favorite California horses out there. Uh, Defunded, your four to five favorite. Uh, Parnelli's at four to one. Royal Ship, Halterman's favorite horse, at three to one. You and I talked about this this race earlier. Kind of felt like Defunded, even though he's not like the greatest of horses, 
Bob Baffert, you could see him. You could have saw him shipping this horse out to the Oakland handicap, but he stays put as the fortified favorite here. Has to win. Has to win. Wow, that is. You got to win this race if you're defunded. I'm sorry. There's nobody here that you should be scared of. He should run pretty big. He should get out and have a great trip here. I'm probably going to single him. And if he doesn't win, you know what happens? He's dead to me, too. So this is a horse that he needs to win this race. I mean, in all seriousness. There's no excuse for him to lose. There's no excuses. He should win. You could argue that the fact that Baffert did not ship him to the Oakland Handicap tells you this horse is not very good. And maybe he can't get a job done here. You could argue that. I, I can see. I can make a case for that. But he should win. He's better than these horses. He should. He, he projects to get a better trip than anybody else in this race. He's been really good at this distance, especially on the California circuit. I mean, last time out, I don't really think this horse wants to go that far and still almost won the Sammy the Handicap. He has to win. Like, this is it's ridiculous if he doesn't win this race. Yeah, he's really ran. I mean, you really even come, but go back to the Austin again. The diver, he won those. Um, ran well in the Pegasus World Cup. Uh, just got tired late. Um, ran really well, and like you said, in the Sandy Handicap. And yeah, I mean, beat, got beat by Stiletto Boy, but uh, and Proxy late. But yeah, I do think that he's ran well. He's kind of feel like you kind of know what he is, and he's this level by far. This is perfect. Like we mentioned it a little bit ago with um skippy longstocking this is defunded on the west this is the west coast skippy like this is where he belongs in this kind of race there's no reason to think that he can uh that he should lose here so I, i'm with you i'm going chalk again here but i got number one defunded yeah a lot of horses that could be dead to halterman this weekend it's that kind of weekend i really i mean i i'm rooting for you but part of me is not i kind of want to see these horses especially victory formation just to see what you do I was talking with my dad. I said, you know, Florida Derby was such a great day. We had such fun on the live stream. We were cashing. Everything was great. And they ran the Arkansas Derby, and I had to watch Red Route 1. And I said, didn't ruin my day, but I made a note. Dead. He's dead. <laughs> you just put, he's crossed it out. Done. He's See dead. his name? It's just a black line. Red Route 1, the horse that, you know. Just what what could have been? What could have been? What was uh what was the best bet for my Papa Dude and Magic? They played the Yankees and Angels under eight and a half runs. What was it? I think it was nine to three. Uh, the Yankees got five runs in the first inning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah. All right. It's all the time we have. Check us out at racesnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Race News Premium button, button at the menu at racesnews.com. Uh, the Derby and Oaks Betting Bible is now available for purchase. You can go get your hands on that right now on the products page. We're working on that as we speak. Um, we On this thing, you're going to have basically two guides in one. You're going to have the entire Derby Day uh, uh betting bible and the entire oaks betting bible in there everything you're used to those bibles you're getting on top of that you're getting top four from all of us at racingdudes.com you're getting exact bets where halter and i are teaming up for 25 percent roi uh for the two days and we got derby capsules we're bringing those suckers back and this time we learned our lesson last year all 26 horses 
that are possible to make the gate, there will be a capsule for each one of those. The pros, the cons, what their style is, what we like, what we don't, you know, all the things. Full in-depth analysis of every single horse. Halterman's working uh, on those right now. I sent it over to him today. So, you know, everything you need. And even if we're working on the bets, that will be available soon. So you can start handicapping and studying these horses. Uh, Halterman, have you started that yet? Yeah, I'm working on it now. Probably have it over to you tomorrow. So if you pre-order the guide by, you know, tomorrow afternoon, evening, let's say, that should be what you get. So if you pre-order it, you'll get the 26 capsules uh, right off the bat there. And then, of course, you'll get the rest of it once we know the fields and once we've got the betting plan done. So, but yeah, uh, working on it now should be done tomorrow. Yeah, cue up the... uh... I, I paid for it. I don't see the picks yet. It's like, dude, we got two and a half weeks. Yeah, okay. Right. Just yep. chill. Mm-hmm. Just chill. You're gonna, I know you want to put your bets in early, but it's <laughs> two weeks out is a little much. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. You get exact race by race wagering plans for both myself and Halterman. You're going to see exactly how we're going to play every single race on Derby and Oaks days. Again, bigger, uh, bigger pools, bigger purses. We're going to have bigger mm-hmm. bankrolls. Uh, race by race pace analysis for every race pick four pick five tickets all that good stuff is going to be on there horse capsules like you mentioned and top four consensus picks from everyone at racingdudes.com it's an 80 dollars value uh it's offered for uh, 50 dollars at racingdudes.com go get your hands on that or if you're a premium subscriber it's the best deal of all because you get it for free all right guys um go check out the magic mike show they did the keeneland saturday uh late peak five so you're going to get out. They just covered that a little bit ago. So make sure you go all the same places. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon, everywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. Magic Mike shows there. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're watching this, thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like it. Make sure you hit that notification bell. Tons mm-hmm. of Derby content out there. Tons more Derby content coming your way. And again, we'll, be at, we'll have a Derby live live stream for Derby Day. I'd probably do Oaks as well. So Oaks and Derby Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so tons of content coming. If there's one place you want to hang out with some dudes, where are the guys? Where are the dudes? The right? The place. Yes. At race, follow us on Twitter at race underscore dudes, Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Final thoughts, Halterman. Check out the new and improved Rockets. That is going to be a big time product. We love the betting Bible. I think that's the number one product on the site. I think this is going to be number two. I've changed it up. We're doing pick threes and trying to hammer pick threes, much like we do in the betting Bibles. Pick threes, doubles, and wins. We'll have all the pick fives every day for the tracks that we do, but we also do these pick threes. This was the first day we've added them. The pick threes at Aqueduct showed a $300 profit. The pick threes at Keeneland showed a $295 profit. Also, we hit the pick five, early pick five, I should say, at Aqueduct and at Keeneland today. Uh, if you bought the Rockets today, 420 at Aqueduct, you made $1,100. You made 1000 a little over 1000 if you bought it for Keeneland. Big time changes, big time improvements for that product. You can go with the Rockets on the products page at racingdudes.com. You can get them for a single day. You can subscribe to monthly. All those that we got our picks on there. Again, it's just kind of taking what we do with the Bible and kind of we honed it into the, the Rockets. Like, you know, why are we going to give you guys every pick four and every pick five play when we're going to hone in on the actual plays that we really like the most? Yep. Um, you're, it's in a, in a nutshell, it's a little bit like getting the Bible every single day. The Rockets are available. Yeah, I mean they're not exactly the same, but that was the idea. Make it make it a Bible ish. <laughs> That's an odd <laughs> thing. Make it make it 
like the betting Bible, but for <laughs> multi-race plays. And and so like for today, you know, I said in the promo, we'll, we'll try to do wins or doubles or pick threes. And somebody emailed and said, well, there's no doubles or, or wins. I said, exactly. You're getting what we're betting. We're not putting it into a box. So, hey, you have to do this and you have to do this. No, you're getting exactly what we're betting. Win or lose, this is what we're doing. And so today was the pick three day for us. We, we were very successful with those. Uh, and for tomorrow, got some more pick threes ready to go in the docket as well. So I think you're really going to like it. I think it's a big time improvement. Um, again, with all of our products, we're trimming off the fat. We're, we're getting out of this, hey, this is what this is supposed to do. And we're just structuring all around. This is what we're doing. Join us or not. <laughs> Where's everything else? Well, we're telling you, this is what we're betting. You don't yeah. have to bet every race. This is what we're betting. Yeah. All right, make sure you go uh, to, to our YouTube page again. I'll also have a video. We're kind of go, going over that in depth of how it went today. The Rockets, again, are available for tomorrow, uh, April 21st, Friday, uh, on the site as well. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for talking Derby with us. We'll have more content coming your way next in the next several days, next week with John White, the next week after that with the picks. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Altman. Good luck this weekend, guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> RacingDudes.com is your home for the best free picks for every race, every track across the country. We're ramping up for the 2023 Kentucky Derby, and we want you to join us in the fun. Subscribe to Racing Dudes' YouTube channel, like click the notification bell so you never miss a single video. Want to make money betting horses? Bet with the Racing Dudes.